This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to the Principal Purpose Podcast, where principal and certified life coach Lynn Harden teaches you how to leave work at work and in between get more done with energy using her proven formula after leading three award-winning schools. And now, here's your host, Lynn Harden. Hello, everyone. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. And of course you're new. This is the very, very first episode. I'm super excited about this podcast and sharing how to live out your life purpose as an educator with some work and life balance, at least with your version of it. I mean, what if you really could leave work at work and stop having your paperwork travel in the trunk of your car? from school to home and home, then back to school and not really getting done? What if you could get it done and with more energy? Well, I'm going to be sharing some tools and inspiration for you. For episode one, I want to share the three things you can do to turn a mistake into a triumph, or I'd call it how to fix a mistake, unless it's a typo. I chose this topic because thinking about our mistakes or ruminating about them is one of the top ways we bring home our work. You know, when you can't focus and you keep replaying what happened to your head, wishing we had said something different, done something different, and you can't sleep or, or wake up without thinking and reliving what happened. Someone in your family is, is talking to you, and you don't really hear what they're saying because you're thinking about work and what happened there and what you perceive as a mistake. The good news is there are only three things, it's that simple, that can help you leave work at work when you make a mistake, which, by the way, we all do. It's part of the human experience. It's our best learning is from our mistakes, even though it doesn't always feel good. Today, I will tell you these three things, but first I want to share a little bit about myself. I mean, after all, it is episode one. We don't really know each other that well. We are going to get to know each other very well. You're going to learn much more about me as we move forward in this podcast journey with future episodes. I love sharing stories from my experience as a teacher, principal, and from my personal life. When I would come home from work, my husband and children could not wait to hear what happened at school that day. You know how it is, because even if we wanted to, we could not make this stuff up. Reality is far more interesting than fiction, especially at the school side. I'm going to be sharing some of these stories throughout this podcast that happened to me. 
Most people only know me from the perspective of the end of my story as a successful school leader of one of America's best urban schools. And being honored as a national principal for equity and excellence, I became a teacher in 1999, and my first job as a principal was in 2004 as an elementary school in a large urban school district with about 700 students and 25 teachers. This was a time in education when we were moving into standard-based instruction and away from the, I'm making air quotes, old normal that had been in place for many years. It sounds a lot like what has happened to education in our most recent years. In 2004, some educators lamented the old normal. And I hear some educators in today, 2022, say, I want to go back to how teaching was, or I do not like this new normal. I get it. I totally get it. And you might be where I was at the beginning of your career, in your second school, getting ready to retire, or thinking about becoming a principal. What I'm about to share with you on the three things you need to know on how to turn a mistake into a triumph will help you no matter where you are in your journey or your career path. All right, if you're a new school leader, lean in. And even if you're not, this is a great story. I want to share my first big mistake as a new principal. I'd only been there a couple of months and I canceled a kindergarten performance that was a sacred cow in a sense that it was untouchable. And I didn't know this at the time. I believed I was doing what was best instructionally for the students. You would have thought I had killed Christmas or stepped on a kitten. And to clarify, I would never actually harm an animal or step on a kitten. I'm a big animal lover. I say this just to paint a picture of how big the reaction was on my decision from the staff and parents. And in my greenness as a principal, I set into motion union meetings, faculty advisement committees, or FACs, which are places where a teacher from each grade level meets with you and tells you all the things that they don't like about your decisions. And you try to come to a, an agreement or a solution. None of these was fun. But face it, I had made a colossal mistake. The barn door was open. All the animals, horses and cows were out. So what was I to do? At that time, I did not have what I'm going to share with you, which are the three things to do when you make a mistake. Being a school leader, as you know, is an isolated job. You may be the only administrator at a school site, and it can feel lonely. I was, as I look back, I was ashamed to tell my mentors and colleagues what had happened. I was embarrassed that I had made such a big mistake. I did tell my husband that night, and as I was sobbing on the couch, he put his arm around me and said these magic words, there are no mistakes, and you are not a mistake. You are only inexperienced. It's very easy to make a mistake, an error, or what they call a fail, and feel like we are those things, an error, a mistake, or a failure. Well, we are not. 
So before I share the three things, and I swear I'm going to share the three things, I want to do a little short lesson on how mindset impacts results, such as how my thinking resulted in me at least appearing that I'd killed Christmas. All problems center in our minds, except typos. They are a gift to us all to listen, don't sweat the small stuff, and have compassion for those of us like myself who cannot spell. So before I took the action of canceling the kindergarten performance, there was a thought, a thought like, this play is not best for kids. Not a fact, just an opinion, a thought, a sentence in my head. Another thought was, canceling will please my boss. And what I know about thoughts is our thoughts about our circumstances cause our feelings. And feelings or emotions cause actions. And actions ultimately create the results in our lives. And thoughts are just sentences that constantly run through our minds. Another way to put it is mindset. And circumstances are facts that everyone would agree upon at any given time, such as there was a kindergarten performance. Feelings are the emotions or vibrations we experience in our bodies, and they are directly related to the thoughts we're thinking. Since I was thinking that I would cancel this because it was not best for kids, I would say that I felt inadequate. So I didn't consult the staff, I didn't hear their story, I didn't understand their weaknesses, acted like a robot, isolating in my office, doing paperwork. And I, I didn't come up with a better solution for this play that possibly needed changing. Instead, I did one of those off with their heads. Well, the results are effects of our actions and are tied to our thoughts. And my thought, remember, was I'm going to cancel this. And my result was I got canceled. Not a result I was going for. And it was a big problem for me. I feared I would be fired. But eventually I humbled myself and I reached out to my amazing boss and coughed up the hair ball about what I'd been doing. And I let her coach me. The root cause of any problem or mistake is always our thinking. It stems from a thought. So one could see how my mindset drove my results. I mean, it's all good to know for the future, but how was I going to repair this mistake? Remember, the sacred cow is out of the barn. We can only move forward. But back then, I did have a version of the three things I'm going to share with you. The process has evolved and been perfected over the years. And the purpose of the three things is so anyone can turn a mistake into a triumph. Except for a typo. Because remember, they're not worth fretting over. When someone points out a typo today, my response is, all typos are free. So I went from the staff not even wanting me to be at the Christmas party. By the way, I made my husband go with me so I would have somebody to talk to. To leading multiple state and award-winning national schools back in the day when we had the API, we had bumped it 100 points. And also having relationships with many of those teachers that were at that site and others 
So having relationships with students, teachers, parents at 20 years later are connected and caring. So I was able to learn from this mistake and turn it into a triumph. So these are the three things or three questions in the form of an evaluation of the mistake. I did some version of this, but I have perfected it over the years. Something happens. It didn't go quite like you wanted to. It could be labeled a mistake. It could be labeled an error. It could be labeled whatever you want to. I like to think of it as it just didn't go the way I thought. So you ask yourself these three questions. One, what worked? Two, what didn't work? Three, what will you do differently? This simple yet profound exercise is one of the reasons I was successful as a principal. First off, I'm willing to admit I made a mistake and honestly look at it. And being reflective rather than reactive is one of the reasons. Learning deeply from a mistake, that's a powerful lesson in life. So write down, get a, grab a piece of paper or keyboard, however you like to process, and write down what happened. Without too elaborate a story, a couple of sentences, as unemotional as possible, and then answer the question, what worked? It's imperative that you start with what worked because your instinctual brain, in order to protect you, is going to want to start with the negative or what didn't work. It's going to want to keep you in the negative so that you will possibly avoid anything hard like this again. But we want to see. We want to engage critical thinking. And also by going with what worked, it brings the temperature down a bit. And with less emotions, there's less judgment and more able to get into that critical thinking piece. After you've done that, you answer the question, what didn't work? Again, it's going to be really easy to judge oneself, feel sorry for oneself. And it's not very useful. Instead, be logical. What part of the process didn't work? Where did you get stuck? What were the obstacles? Did you ignore? What did you ignore and not overcome? What was your energy level during this process? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? Were you triggered in any way? Did you have a hard time figuring out really what the problem was? If you're having a hard time figuring out what worked and what didn't work, it helps to take the emotion out of it and just list the facts. Once you know what worked and what didn't work, now we can move to what will you do differently? This becomes a roadmap. This is the place where you want to add a lot of detail. It becomes your action plan for future decisions, future events. History does repeat itself. What will you do? If it's not working, what will you do if you feel frustrated or dread or unsure? What will you do? What will you do if you catch yourself people-pleasing? I can really relate to that because in the very beginning, I moved from 
off with their heads to total people-pleasing and afraid to make any decision whatsoever and just letting others try to guess what it would be or making it for me. What will you do if you catch yourself being self-righteous? We're thinking that, you know, I know what's best. What will you do if you're struggling with a victim mentality? Much of this is your own internal work. You might need coaching. That might be something that's on your list. You might need to review how decisions are made at your school site. Everything goes on. What will you do differently? When I coach new principals, and maybe not so new, this is what I hear them say. They just don't know what to do. Where do I start? And they get bogged down in the minutia of the paperwork and clearing out their emails rather than taking a look at what happened, what worked, what didn't, and what you will do differently. When you do this, you'll be evaluating your productivity. You'll be evaluating your weekly results. You evaluate everything. No school leader should ever be sitting around and not knowing what to do. Because somewhere deep inside of you, you do know what to do. And if you hear yourself say, I don't know what to do, take a guess. Because that inner wisdom does know what to do. I believe this three simple evaluation is a key to great leadership and professional growth. It's a roadmap on exactly what we need to be working on. And it will also reveal to you what your next step is in your own internal work and your work at a school site. I encourage you to take it seriously. Our inner work is what develops belief in ourselves and your ability to help others. It helps you to be your best, to be empowered, to create student success. And when you have done your evaluation, feel free to email me. I would be happy to put my eyeballs in it and give you a greater awareness than you might be able to give yourself. My email is lynn, L-Y-N-N, at lynn harden, L-Y-N-N-H-A-R-D-I-N dot com. Harden is spelled with an I, not an E. Because sometimes having an outside perspective helps you see what you can't. And sometimes that's all we need. So I want to thank you for being here with me today on the very first episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe. And also take a few seconds to give the show a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to. And if you would like to learn more about how to leave work at work, then head on over to www.lynnharden.com forward slash resource. And I have a download for you. Remember, there are no mistakes especially typos. There are only chances to learn and grow. So I will talk to y'all next week.